Welcome to the podcast. This is Tweester. And I'm Cole. And this is the podcast, uh, I Don't Know How to Live. Yeah, which is really appropriate for today. Yes. <laughs> because today we're going to find out how much I really don't know how to listen to music. Well, and there's also the fact that, like, um, just in general, I don't know how to live. Uh, that helps. That gives us plenty of material. I'm, yeah. I'm not going to, you know, no, this no, is the I, one time that's perfectly okay. Yeah, it works two ways. It's totally cool. Yes, um, your failure is my profit. <laughs> absolutely. Um, like, I, I, the thing is, I don't need to, like, I don't have questions. I know exactly what I fucking did wrong. Um, so today has been kind of a thing. Um, I'm coming off working eight days straight. Ouch. Um, this is really fucking gross. And I've kept up, mo- like, other hygiene, mm-hmm. but I haven't done this. I haven't showered since Monday. It is, <laughs> it is now the following Sunday. I like how you softened the blow. Yeah. Like, right, you're like, but I've kept up other hygiene. Now get ready. Yeah, exactly. Get ready for the disgusting human being I am. But I have washed my hands after going to the bathroom. And, you know, um, but I haven't been staying hydrated uh, these eight days. That really went out the window like day six. Day, yeah, day six, you're just, you're done. Right, you know? right. You've at least been sleeping? I've been, no, 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 that's totally been a thing, and I've just been fucking exhausted. <laughs> okay. Um, but, um, you know, listeners can't see, but you can see this. Um, I've got, like, what looks like maybe razor burn, mm-hmm. but it's it's actually the opposite of razor burn. Razor cooling? Um, no, it's... Like, it's you take a la- razor out of the out of the freezer and... It's lack of razor okay. burn. Like, lack, lack hyphen of hyphen razor burn. I don't know, I don't know if I understand. Like, so, um, I mean, I don't know how, like, full you've ever grown your beard before. I try not to let it get too long. I tend okay. to get rid because it gets, um, it turns red. Like when it gets long and... Oh, like the hairs do? Yeah, and that looks silly on me. Yeah. Um, So I was doing this thing where like, I mean, I was washing it, like I was shampooing and conditioning the beard and I found out like on on a forum, I guess, unless you have like special stuff for it, you don't need to do that. You really need to use face, like a facial scrub. And I hadn't been doing that. So I've been doing that until this week where I just stopped... Where everything went to shit. ...being a human. Right. Um, You're just a just a sack of meat yeah. who goes to work and goes to sleep. So all of this, like all these red spots that you see of like broken skin and possible bleeding mm-hmm. and like scabbing over, has been me like having an itch that just won't go away, and then then you make it go away. No, and I've seen like can't scab- itch if the skin's gone. Yeah, well, scabs. Oh, okay, of, like, yeah. Like the little flaky bits, which I'm sure this is turning on. Like, people have to be rock hard and moist listening to this right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. If you guys ever need to get rid of a boner, um, just remember this little section. Yeah. And come back to it. Um, if baseball isn't working anymore, if you're like, oh, no, I kind of like baseball now. It yeah, but that's what I'm saying. So, like, to give you advice on how to live, uh, at least, you know, the listening audience, um, stay hydrated and fucking shower. <laughs> yeah. And if you have a beard, still use a face scrub. It's really important. Some people are going to be like, uh, yeah, duh, we should do all that stuff. But other people are going to be like, you know what? I really need to. No. I haven't showered in four days. Yeah, they, no, yeah. absolutely. I mean, I have, but uh, yeah. someone listening might be like, oh my God, he's <laughs> Don't right. Don't try and cover this up. You're already into it. <laughs> damn it, damn um, But like... Does I, getting in a no. chlorine pool count as a bath? You know what? Like some people, like things might be common knowledge. But I'm that uh, I'm the idiot 
that like listens to this and goes, "Oh, I should do that." Yeah, because like it was only until like I it, it was only a few months ago that I found out um, that like shampooing and conditioning, like both regularly, like doing them all equal amounts of the time, uh, for some people such as myself is actually a bad idea because it like it strips the hair of the nutrients and everything, mm-hmm. and for somebody with some body like mine, um, I've been like shampooing once a week and then conditioning the rest of the time. And so it keeps like the good oils and everything while stripping, like while keeping things not as matted and nasty. Okay. Um, so that's a thing that I learned, but like, yeah, it's been eight days of just chaos. And like when you come home, you just don't want to fucking do anything. No, um, that's okay. It's all over now, baby. Yeah, You're good. Yeah. It's only up from here. There's there's literally nowhere to go but from, from, from up and up. Yeah, yeah. like you, you shaved, <laughs> you got a shower in, things are already looking up. Yeah, absolutely. I didn't even get the shower in, but I'm doing it tomorrow. Oh, okay. It's, it's yeah. <laughs> new week, new me, baby. Spoke too soon. <laughs> yeah, you did. <laughs> well, it's technically tomorrow now. You guys might oh, know. I can, I can get one in right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just run in. I'll bring everything in. I'll bring all the, everything yeah, totally. in you need. <laughs> so... We're going to talk about, um, as you might know, and yeah. a lot of my friends know, I just kind of pick really sporadic mu- music to listen to. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm kind of all over the board, and not in a way of like, oh, I know everything. I'm all no, over no, the no, board, but it's no. more like, I just randomly pick no, shit, no, you know? It's, it, like, it's when chaos. it comes to movies, I know my shit, I watch a shit ton of movies, I'm yeah. like, I know the different genres and everything, I watch from every decade. Yeah. That compl- I'm just not that way when it comes to music. No, if, absolutely. If I pick things up from different decades, it's incidental. It's just like, yeah. oh, yeah, no, I like that song. Like, yeah, you like that song from the 70s? Like, I'm talking, like, way back. And I'm like, yeah. oh, um, I didn't know it was from then. But yes. Yeah, <laughs> yes, totally. I do. Yeah. Um, and it's it's definitely, like, a thing where, like, uh, man, like, sometimes finding music is just absolute fucking chaos. And you try to find the rhythm. And, like, either way is, is fine. Um, but... Like, there are definitely some, some good ways to, to find things. One of those ways is to ask a friend. Yes, So, uh, I like rock and roll. Yeah. And where do I need to get started if I want to get into some more American modern rock and roll? Okay, if you... So, my thing, and I've, I've said this... I've said this a lot because I regard it um, in the same way as as the breakfast club for, for movies as well. Oh, good. A reference I can understand. (laughs) Yeah. Um, where like, I mean, you've seen the breakfast club. Yeah. Um, and I uh, wouldn't forget about the breakfast club. Don't, don't you forget about me. I won't. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but so you've got, I won't forget about that song either because I play it three times, two of which are back to back in the opening. (laughs) Um, but and that's and that's what I'm gonna say is like personally I love the Breakfast Club. Um, I like it as a friend. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. But it, you're not in like with it. No. Um, but the Breakfast Club I don't think is necessarily like oh it's the penultimate like movie uh, like of of cinema. It, it's not that. But I do think it's it's a movie that everyone should see once. It's a really good gateway into going. This is what a, this is what a movie can be. It doesn't have to be this, and it can totally be more than this because this isn't much, but it's something. 
Yeah. It's, it's, it is it's, a piece of cinema history, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Well, John Hughes is a piece of cinema history. Yeah. I mean, between some kind of wonderful Breakfast Club, Pretty and like, there's a lot to go with. And he's inspired a lot. Um, worrying about the, the subject at hand. Um, that's how I feel about Jimmy World's Bleed American. If you get me somebody um, from, you know, across the pond, uh, not even across the pond, because across the pond's more like, you hear that and you think, like, England, you know? Yeah, a lot of times, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, like, you know, you, you go into, you, you go to uh, in India, um, China, Japan, and somebody tells me, what is American rock music? What is modern American rock music? I would absolutely throw you Jimmy World's Bleed American. Um, not just because of the title, not just because of the single off of it. Um, you start right off the bat because every, everyone knows the middle, or at least everyone from like 2001 on um, mm -hmm. knows the middle. It just takes some time. That yeah, song is. I remember really, that in high school. Yeah. Quite a lot, yeah. Um, it starts with the title track, Bleed American. Just hard, like. Hard notes, drop D, da na 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 na, and there's there's a lot of there, there's a lot of um, forcefulness in the lyrics. There's a lot of. It's not necessarily political. It's more social, um, but you can definitely kind of I guess derive politics from it. But there's you know you start off with the lyrics of you know I'm not alone because the TV's on. I'm not crazy because I take the right pills every day. Talking about you know the societal standards of yeah sure the way things were going yeah um, <laughs> and work, here we are <laughs> yeah working into you know we made it Jimmy Eat World <laughs> you were you were right how does it feel <laughs> they're like fuck we knew we were right that's why we wrote the song <laughs> we just didn't want it to keep going um, but you get into the the salt sweat sugar on the asphalt like a lot of good solid imagery um, with really hard hitting notes. Um, that that's what you get for okay you want your hard rock this is your hard rock um the next track is a praise chorus which it really feels like uh there there's a lot of essentially praise like it is a praise chorus mm -hmm. for all of the songs that kind of like built this band built a lot of other bands around the time of um and it's it's a song about love, which there's a lot of rock songs about love. Every fucking rock song. <laughs> a song about love. Yeah, a rock say. song about love. What what a novel concept. Um, that you get... It's it's less about, like, a person that you love, and it's it, it's the want to be in love. Um, oh, okay. Is, that's, a, and that's a little different. Feigning, I mean... It, it, exactly. You know, I'm not even there yet. Like, yeah. <laughs> other people are talking about have, how great that is, and I yeah. can't even get there. I don't have someone that I've fallen in love with. I just, I want to fall in love tonight, which, of course, is the chorus. Um, but the bridge into it starts with, I believe, a Joan Jett line of um, Crimson and Clover over and over, um, repeated a couple times, and then over those backing tracks is Jim Atkins singing Our House in the Middle of the Street, just that one line, which everyone, of course, knows that song we've talked about with ads. Yeah. Um, ads have used that, Our House in yeah. the Middle You know, commercials just, sometimes commercials just take a song and just absolutely ruin it, to the <laughs> yeah. point where if, there are songs that I've heard first 
in a commercial. That's yeah. the first time I ever heard them. And I found out that's a song that someone I know loves. And when they try to go show me, I'm like, I can't, I can't separate it now. Like, it just, I hate it and it's <laughs> shitty. Even though maybe that's unfair. Because if you yeah. showed me first, I'd have been like, oh, that's cool. Oh, this commercial's lame trying to co op this song. Yeah. No, absolutely. but, you know, but now it's just ruined already. No. That's like, one of those for me. That no, song, like, I think uh, Maxwell House and I fucking hate it. No, yeah. Uh, Image and Heap, uh, Hide and Seek. Done to death as soon as SNL does the sketch. You know, the sketch Dear Sister. Yeah. <laughs> which it wasn't... What you say? Which, I mean, it wasn't even done that well in the original content of the OC, which doesn't actually stand for original content. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is back before... Back before OC men OC. Yeah. Exactly. OC uh, was just some uh, dipshit county in California. Exactly, yeah. And... Honestly, the the show had like you know decent moments for what it was. I never um, saw that show. <laughs> I don't. I don't typically like shows where it's just like we're rich. You should watch us. <laughs> like no, no. There, there's absolutely that. But there's also like some of the comedic moments where I was surprised that they went where they did. Well, like, I heard some talents came from that show. Yes. But I always hear that they came from that show, not like... Well, there were also people, like, there were people on their way up from that show. There were people on their way down from down that, from that show. show. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It was a good crossroads for some people. Yeah. Um, but going back to the, the song, like, the whole Our House in the Middle of the Street, um, the next line is, Why Did We Ever Meet? Which is a song from a band called The Promise Ring, who I guess you would kind of go... Um, pop punk, I'm using air quotes here, uh, emo, uh, because that's kind of what Jimmy Eat World was thrown into. It's kind of funny that they're named the Promise Ring, since that's what, like, high school kids get to promise their parents in their church they won't have sex until they're married or something like that, right? Yeah, yeah, well, no, no, I think the Promise Ring is, you're, I, I think that's the Purity Ring. Oh, no, you're right, yeah, the yeah. Purity Ring. And then Purity Ring's a totally other band that's like... <laughs> there's another Purity there, there's a band called Purity there's Ring. There's a band called Purity Ring that is kind of like, um, I guess like, uh, you may or may not know, like, Crystal Castles, like, a lot of the synth poppy, like, indie... Uh, churches can't have anything pure. We just, like, there's probably a there's probably a band called The Baptism, and... Well, no, there's a band called Churches. <laughs> and a band called Communion, and they're like, we can't have anything yeah. before some punk rocker gets a hold of it. <laughs> well, we already did that with Christian Death, so... Sorry. <laughs> um, but, so, you, you get that, um, and The Promise Ring, um, so... The frontman for The Promise Ring, Davey, actually, if I remember correctly, co-wrote a praise chorus uh, with Jim Atkins. So the Why Did We Ever Meet is kind of a callback to The Promise Ring, which is kind of a fun thing. So they're like buddies? Yeah, yeah. Like, he, uh, if I remember correctly, I think Davey, like, toured with them during the Bleed American thing. He at least showed up to play uh, for the recording of a praise chorus. Oh, like so. maybe, like, they had the same drug dealer and he introduced them or something? It's like, hey, both of you guys like to buy stuff from me and play music. <laughs> um, you know, like, the thing is, I don't know much about, about like, Davey as far as, like, drug use goes, but, like, Jim Atkins seems like he's been on a steady diet of coffee and cigarettes, and this the thing that clues me in on that is, like, there's a song later on down the road uh, in a different album called Coffee and Cigarettes from Jimmy Eat World. But, like, Jimmy World feels like the dude that stays at the 24-hour diner. He's in black. He's reading his book. It's Kafka. It's Nietzsche. It's something. And, like, he, he's totally done drugs. He probably still does, but he's never the guy that talks about it. Mm. You know? 
Okay. That guy. The, the guy like, that might be fun to fuck, but don't get me wrong, he's a fucking sociopath. Right. But I think Jimmy's still a little, it's, it's a little deep. It's still, like, there's there's actually soul in there. Now he's got a friend with him to go to the diner, and he can read the Kafka, and he'll read the Nietzsche, and then they'll switch. Yeah, and meanwhile, Chuck Klosterman's in another corner, writing about them at this time. Yeah. <laughs> completely <laughs> unaware that they're even there. Oh, this is good. Lucky but, diner. <laughs> but, well, like, I, like no, I, I don't think Klosterman is interested in anything except for what Klosterman thinks. Um, yeah. But, uh, so you get into that, and then you, of course, get into the middle, which, middle, another song done to death, kind of, like, just from radio play. Jingle it, jingle it. Sometimes it's, I need to hear a jingle. Yeah, just the, uh, it just takes some time, little good. Okay. In the, yeah. Yeah. Um, so That's another thing. Sometimes you just have to jingle it, because while you, you can say a band name, and I'll be like, oh yeah, no, I've heard of them. Well, no, you like, can say a song name, and be like, oh yeah, I've heard of it, but until like, sometimes I need that jingle if I don't listen to it a lot. Well, not to, to mention, really like, snap me back. Well, in, in, in reference to like what I had said of you know, somebody coming in and saying, I want to listen to what is American rock music. Here it is. They don't know that song yet. Yeah. Um, so you've got the middle. And that's about as... It's not as poppy as the record gets, but it's definitely like the poppiest song that you're going to hear from them on the radio. Okay. Um, I'll take that back. I think that probably... That is the poppiest song for the time that it's out. There's another song way later in this in the album um, that sounds like a John Cougar Mellencamp song, um, or a Springsteen song, and that's where a lot of that American rock music kind of comes in. There's definitely like just bleedings of that all over. Okay. Um, How's that one sound? <laughs> this extra see. poppy one. Well, no, no, that's that's. Uh, the middle is probably the extra poppy one. This okay. one, this one is more like it definitely has like the authority song, which it actually, it's actually called authority song. Okay, fair enough. Yeah, there's a lot of like references in this whole thing. Like the entire album is kind of like having a conversation with where where I, where I make a bunch of references, whether or not you get them, whatever, um, and it's to a fault. But um, it, it definitely feels like I fight authority, authority always wins. Like, not necessarily, like, in spirit of, like, lyrics, but definitely in the, um, the style of, like, picking and, you know, the, the beats and everything. Okay. Um, after the middle, you get into, I used to know this, I used to know this album front to back because a buddy of mine and I, um, we used to hang out at a 24-hour diner, and... Did you smoke cigarettes and drink black coffee and refuse to eat anything? Um... I ate things, but I ate things for free because I rolled silverware for the night people, so the morning people wouldn't have to do it. That is brilliant. Oh, God, it was a great deal. Um, but... Um, like, How much silver, silverware did you end up having to uh, roll up like per night just, just to get no, that no, sweet uh, deal? Uh, just whatever there was. Um, but... I used to know this album front to back because... My buddy and I hung out there, um, and we would play the entire thing uh, front to back. Like, we would sit uh, out there uh, in his van. This wasn't as creepy as it sounds. Was it, a, um, was it one of the vans with the big side door and, like, the... 
Oh, well, like, I mean, like... Or is it talking like a minivan, like a family van, or are we talking like a... It's... We it, gotta get some shit done van. No, no, it's like... It's, it's like, total luxury van. Oh, okay. Like, to give you an idea... Cup holders. Cup holders everywhere. Uh, cup holders everywhere. Um, so, cup holders everywhere. Uh, leather seating. Um, the, uh, the neat automatic, uh, door opener things. It was an Oldsmobile minivan. Stylish. Yeah. Oh, and get this. Had a built-in feature... Where, when you were stopped, because, you know, the car makes more noise mm-hmm. as you're going, when you were stopped, it would bring the volume down uh, for your music. Oh, your friend was and bourgeoisie, baby. Dude. bourgeoisie. <laughs> My friend sold a lot of coke. Um, oh, okay, yeah. Oh, the, oh, then he probably knows a few <laughs> rock and roll stars. Yeah, he probably knows Jim Atkins. And Jim. <laughs> yeah, he's um, like, yeah, so those guys coke in between coffee and cigarette breaks. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they um, kept talking about some guy named Klosterman. They, they would leave him alone. They, they, they smoked a lot of parliaments. Um, <laughs> the the definitive coke cigarette. Mm-hmm. Um, for Coca-Cola, it tastes good with a Coca-Cola. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Um, but, so, like, yeah, you get out of the middle... You get into um, Don't Call, that's what it is. Uh, definitely softer song, really kind of morose of like the, the lyrics being, if you still care at all, don't call. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, like I need a clean break kind of song? Uh, yeah. Okay. Um, and there, like, because there, there's that moment of, God, there are so many good songs um, that it's, it's kind of reminiscent of. And you've got... Um, there's a great line of, um, I've thrown away everything I've written you, and if I can just keep my mind from thinking, um, how I had you once, I can't forget that sometimes I wish I could lose you again. Like... It's rough. Yeah, it's like, fucking heartbreak, I'm hurting and I hate this, but I really wish I could just do it again. Yeah, just do it all over. Like, I wish I could, I, I wish I could at least feel this one more time because I at least had it. Like He makes it sound like drugs again, actually. No, it's totally... It's like, yeah. I've got a hangover. If I could just go back to where I felt before the hangover, I would do that. Yeah, even if it's just for a second. Yeah. Um, Gotta love hangover. Yeah. Don't steal that song name. <laughs> That's my band name. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Damn it. Copyright 2018. <laughs> but like, when I go, I go tomorrow to yeah. try to like... And you've already done it. No, it's, it's How there. did he already... Yeah. <laughs> Son of a bitch. I stayed up all night just getting this done. Yeah. Um, so you got that. You get into like some of the harder songs that uh, dip a little lower. Uh, there's a song, uh, Cheating Gets It Faster. Um, What's that about? Cheating Gets It, it Faster. It definitely, like, I mean, it starts off of, like, I don't care what you do, I'm going out, no, nothing ever shames me. I think a lot of it's very much the idea of, like, just like faking your way through something gets gets the result faster. Like, like without putting in the work, um, without having to do something. Like, I'm going out because cheating gets it faster. Like, it gets that. It, it gets what I need uh, without having to pretend that I'm in this thing with you. Okay. I can just do this with some. Yeah. Um, but there's a you know it's it's a lot of heartbreak. There's a lot of Seems like it. Yeah, which, I mean, again, like, modern American rock music is... It's about heartbreak. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's not without some other things of, um... 
going back, you know, the the first track just having a lot of like heavy messages of this societal problem that we have of like pill addiction and TV addiction uh, in the middle, you know, um, a lot of the stuff in in that kind of makes like, love seem like an addiction too. Maybe oh, absolutely. Maybe he's just saying our real problem is that we're addicted to addiction and we have to be addicted to something or yeah, yeah, not okay, you know. Even though yeah. that's not okay, we feel like we got to be addicted to something or we're not okay. Yeah. Like, yeah. we look at the people that aren't addicted to anything, like anything at all, can you imagine... That scares me. Yes. <laughs> if you met a guy and you were like, oh, uh, would you like a cup of coffee? He's like, no, thanks. I don't do caffeine. And you're like, oh, he probably does drugs. Hey, man. And you like get to know him. You're like, hey, what kind of drugs do you like? Well, He's like, I don't do any drugs. Would you like a whiskey? I don't drink alcohol. Do okay, you so want to eat some cheeseburgers with me? I only, uh, I only eat salads, and I don't indulge in anything like, so, unhealthy. Yeah, um, that guy's got to scare the, you, right? The, well, he does because that dude um, created the Latter Day Saints. Oh, <laughs> of course it's going to be uh, a cult. Of course, no, yeah. Like, I mean, like, not to offend anybody, like... Or, no, fuck it, you can offend them. Yeah. Fuck them. Like, well... Oh, you're gonna... Particularly are Latter-day this, Saints listening? No, no, no. Well, no, particularly considering, like, I mean, I do view, and a lot of people I know, people who have been in that. Mm-hmm. It, it's a cult. Sure, like, um, the way that I see, um... But the way I see organizations like that yeah. is I'm not like, you know, like, fuck you individually, but I'm like, I'm always gonna say fuck the organization. Oh, yeah. And I'm never gonna yeah. shy away from that. Definitely. Fuck them. Like, fuck them. Um, now, if I see a person, I'm not going to be like, you die, you die. But, yeah. like, the organization, fuck it. But, yeah, like, it's, no, it's it's no caffeine. Really? It's no alcohol. I don't know if I know any Mormons that smoke. They allowed to have um, anything that's uh, high, in, high in sugar or, like, a high-fat meal I mean, or... Probably. Okay, so that's, yeah. like, that's probably the only thing they get. Yeah. Can they yeah, have sex? Don't get, and, I mean, after marriage, sure. Yeah, they get to have... But like, at the same time, you also get to marry, you know, a girl who's 14. Gross. Yeah. So there's that. So then, yes, yeah, you're, unless you're a psychopath, you're probably like, now I don't want to have sex. Yeah, no, like, you feel dirty. Just Great. <laughs> did, did we did we run out of women uh, my age? Yes. Not the answer I wanted. <laughs> no. <laughs> I'm no. out of this. Gender ratio is 1 to 10, man. Bo Burnham said it himself. Um, but it's it's a, it's a weird thing. But going back to the album, there's just, there's so much, there's just, there's already so much influence built into it, so you almost get, like, a good version of Cliff Notes while getting into what it is now. You're getting the history and you're getting the new stuff. Okay. He's, like, little old, little new. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the things that, I mean, had I known, like, had I done the research, like, back when, like, research was, like, notes were abundant, Wikipedia being what it is now. I mean, you always have to, like, of course, like, with, like, actual history, you really have to look things up. But, like, band histories usually are pretty, pretty spot on. Um, Right. It's... Most of the band histories are spot on in the sense of, like, they may not specify, like, what exactly happened, you know. Did you guys really break up? Was it really mutual? Or did you, like, kick somebody like that? It's like, does it matter, man? Just enjoy the song. Exactly. <laughs> but you do get those notes of, like, uh, while this is going on, this person's doing this. Um, this person helped write this thing. Um, I happen to find the promise ring out. Uh, here's a... 
I've got so many different tales of like, and wonderful tales, um, which kind of like, it, it hits me hard whenever I stopped getting those of like how I found music because there was one time, um, I'm 16 or 17 years old. I'm working at McDonald's. There's a gas station connected to the McDonald's. I go over there to, um, my buddy who is a clerk there and one of his friends just dropped by a bunch of CDs that he took to McKay's that they weren't taking. So he's like, Hey, do you want to look at these? I'm like, yes, 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 I do. Yeah. So I just, I grab shit that looks cool. So lesson number one, sometimes you just grab shit that looks cool. You gotta have a good album Particularly if it's free. Yeah, yeah. Um, So I'm grabbing these things and I see the Lemonheads, It's a Shame About Ray. Their big album only because of the one track that they didn't want on there. And that was their cover of Mrs. Robinson um, that they did for the VHS release of The Graduate. Okay. Yeah. Why didn't they want it on there? Um, it, it wasn't part of the album. It okay. originally was not part of the album, but Atlantic wanted this song on there to sell it. Okay. And they were like, no, push the stuff that's on the album. They're like, no, we're pushing this. And, you know, there's this whole thing, and they're like, okay, fine. Mm-hmm. Same thing happened with an Eels record. We'll get into that later. Um, but I find, I find that album, I find... Um, uh, a group called Paw that nobody knows about. I, I have met one other person that knows about them. I know about them. I'm just kidding. No, I <laughs> you know now because I told you. <laughs> I mean, I do now. Yeah, now we both know. Um, and they put out... I have this weird fascination with like... And it's it's not that I seek these bands out, but they're always this band. It's bands that put out three albums. <laughs> do you just like doing this to yourself? No, I just really like the records, and I think that's one of the things that really bothers me sometimes, is that, like, the fact that I love Jimmy Eat World as much as I do is nothing short of a miracle, because they have, like, seven albums out now. Right. Uh, Foo Fighters are the same way. I love Foo Fighters. Yeah, absolutely. Another one, modern American rock music. I mean, you just kind of go through their catalog. They kind of... I can't explain why. Because I don't know anything about music theory, really. Right. But the Foo Fighters... Fuck, I don't either. <laughs> the Foo Fighters, when I listen to the Foo Fighters, it makes me feel powerful. Yeah. Like, and I don't get that with every single band that I listen to, but, like, Foo Fighters, when I listen to them, I feel, like, just a little bit stronger. You know? Like, I feel like I can do more things. The weird thing about the Foo Fighters is that they're their own supergroup. Like... You know what a supergroup is, right? No, uh, okay. Supergroup. Wait, or do you mean like when the best people from like each band like come yeah, together to together one group? Like, this like this one band has a kick-ass guitarist, and he leaves that band to come join this band. Like yes. this one band has like an awesome drummer, and so like they get the best yeah. of everyone. It's like a fantasy band, right? Yeah. Um, like, it, it, but the Foo Fighters feel like their own supergroup. Like, regardless of whether or not they are, that's what they feel like. They feel like all the best elements of a bunch of different bands yeah. that come together. Which you've got a little bit of that because, you know, you've got Dave Grohl who was in Nirvana. Mm-hmm. And without Kurt Cobain's death, we don't get Foo Fighters. We just don't. Sorry, Kurt. Yeah. Um, you've got Pat Smear who's been, God, fucking everywhere. Um, who's Pat Smear? Pat Smear. Um, Sounds like... 
Pap smear. Yeah, yeah. it does. Um, I'm glad you caught that too. Honestly. I, yeah, and I I hate this because like names are eluding me right now, except for like the ones that I'm on track to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, if I remember correctly, I think Pat was part of. Oh my gosh, it's it's gonna. How do you weird. spell his last name? Is it is it really just smear? Just smear. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Um, he was in the Germs, uh, and then he was also in Nirv- like he was also in Nirvana. Um, I forgot that was, that was, it was the germs. I was like, it's, it's, it's a punk band that I know. And it's always like the whatevers. Um, The germs is a good name for a punk band, I think. No, absolutely. And the germs is a great punk band. Um, but then you've got, um, Nate Mendel from, uh, Sunny Day Real Estate. He joins later, but yeah. Um, who is the drummer of Foo Fighters? Did he come from anywhere? Taylor Hawkins. I don't know much about that. I do know. And this is my favorite. This is my favorite factoid about uh, Taylor Hawkins, and it's not even like an, it's not one that like oh, not a whole lot of people know, but maybe meh. <laughs> Taylor Hawkins has a side project now, like after he has joined Foo Fighters, he now has a side project, um, and I think it's a great band name. It's Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders. <laughs> <laughs> nice, right? <laughs> I wonder if he came up with that or if they did. If they're like, yeah. let's be real, Taylor Hawkins. No, it's like, no, like there, there's always that that aspect of like maybe like he's like, yeah, I just don't know what I'm gonna call this band, and like somebody jokingly suggests, why not Taylor Hawkins and the Coattail Riders? He's like, that's it. Yes. <laughs> they go, wait, what? He's like, no, yeah, that was good. Yeah. He's like, I was just fucking with you, dude, and then they're like, yeah, Taylor Hawkins and the, the Coattail, Coattail Riders. Riders. Dig it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so the so the Foo Fighters, like in their own right, are kind of a supergroup, but almost like a self-made supergroup in they a just, weird way, yeah. just by circumstance. They weren't like let's form a supergroup. They were just like, hey, yeah, we'll yeah, play it's like, together. yeah, we got uh, this, we got this guy. Well, we had this guy. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> something or someone killed him. Uh, yeah, that's a that's a whole. That's a. Big can of worms. Yeah, you know we can talk about it for a second if you want. It's not like we have to deep dive. Okay, actually, yeah, I was out to uh, dinner with some people actually last night. But before we start, we're talking about the same thing. We're talking about the conspiracy. Oh, yes, of Courtney Love oh, no, 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 killing no, Kirk Cobain. Absolutely, because okay. I've heard that before too. No, um, for anybody who doesn't know, there's uh, Kirk Cobain is uh, the the death has been ruled a suicide, but, like, the, a lot of people, it's kind of the In case worst. anyone's really young, Kurt Cobain is from Nirvana. Yes. The lead you probably the have, front man. <laughs> even though you don't know him, you probably have a poster of him in your room. And a t-shirt. Yeah, from the Unplugged album. <laughs> Which is totally okay. You no, can have, it's... like, you know, like, I've, I've had posters of, like, old artwork from the... 1800s and I didn't fucking know who made it either. Yeah. So like it's well, fine. The the reason I the reason I bring that one up and make that like really broad stroke with that brush mm-hmm. is the fact that what do you see in any teenage girl's room in a like in a movie now? What are you doing in so many? Oh, okay, in a movie. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I should have. I should have. I should have those things. You should have said the movie first. Yeah. 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 But like every single movie that you see, and there's a teenage girl or a teenage boy, whatever. What poster do you always fucking see? It is always the Nirvana Unplugged poster. Yeah, and before it, like, with that, like, when we were in high school, it was still the Nirvana poster, but it was also Bob Marley. And, um... Ramones. 
Oh, yeah, yeah. Big Those time Ramones, yeah. Like, everyone had it, whether they liked it or not. They just had it because they knew it was cool. They're just like, yeah, no, yeah. it's in the pop culture ether, and we know it's cool. Yeah. And so, like, people would go there and like, give them shit. It's like, yeah. You, when, you're, when you're a teenager, you think, I should be giving them shit. But later <laughs> on, you're kind of like, did it really matter? Like, who Well, cares? no, like, even the worst part is, like, you start liking it. <laughs> you're like, oh, God, I made fun of that person. I'm such a dick. <laughs> I'm a fucking hypocrite. Well, you know the gatekeepers where it's like someone listens to like, you know, maybe maybe there was someone who was late to the party in high school. They only listen to like two Nirvana songs, right? And they're like, I love Nirvana. And some gatekeeper would find them and go, oh, you love Nirvana? What's your favorite album? Do you even know anything about Kurt Cobain? Oh, you only know two songs? And it's like... Well, fucking so did Kurt. That's what you said. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, like, even if that's true... Like, and you're some super fan, and they said they love it, and they only know two songs. Instead of being a dick, why don't you try to foster more interest in the thing that you love? No, absolutely. Like, you're sitting here telling me, like, I don't know how to find music. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, here's how it worked for me, and it may not for you, but I can tell you exactly what I'm doing now, um, which we'll get to... Again, like... But back to the Kurt Cobain conspiracy thing, go ahead. Oh, God, yeah, we have we have so many rails to get back on. So, uh, the Kurt <laughs> Cobain thing... train? It's in the forest. <laughs> on fire. It's, it's in the forest, on fire. In a different There's country. another part that's jet-lagged in Minneapolis. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Everyone there has amnesia. Like, it was a bad wreck. Yeah, one of them's in Earth 3. Great. <laughs> Um, so the whole thing with Kurt Cobain, Kurt Cobain's death was ruled a suicide, but it's kind of the worst kept secret that there are probably other factors at play. Now, I was at dinner with some people last night. I am talking to them. Um, they are friends with somebody, um, who went to a party with some of their friends and Courtney Love is there. There's a lot of strings on this one, but I'm with you. Yeah. All you need to know is there's a party. Courtney Love is there. There's a person that... There's a person that's going to talk to someone that's going to talk to you. Exactly. Get it. So, they are playing Truth or Dare. And (laughs) I think the way they're How old is everyone in this? Fuck it. No, go ahead. They're spinning a a beer bottle. Oh, okay. Bringing it back. Bringing it back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, And... It's it's this one girl that 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 they all know. The bottle lands on Courtney. Everyone is looking at this girl, and everyone is looking at Courtney, and Courtney is looking at everyone, and Courtney is looking at this girl, and this girl is looking at everyone, and this girl is looking at Courtney. Everyone knows what the question is. Everyone wants to know. Everyone has to know because she said truth. Okay, I'm with you. She said truth. <laughs> and she doesn't fucking ask. What did she ask? I don't know because like it's, probably it, it's so stupid that yeah. Well no, like that's the thing. I don't think anyone heard the fucking question mm-hmm. because they couldn't hear it over the sound of their fucking disappointment. Okay, yeah. You have the opportunity. And granted, it's not legally binding that she has to answer the question wow. or that she has to tell the truth. It's a party game, but like, if you get someone, it's like someone's got a secret and you get them fucked up, maybe they'll tell you. Yeah, and it's one of those things where it's like, the worst you can do is try and get nothing, but you have to try. 
we need to know. We need this. And you didn't fucking ask it. That person is already the worst person at the party. Yeah. <laughs> Probably is thrown from the roof later that night. Yeah. Like, I don't know. And, the and may it be a high roof. May they have five stories. Yeah. Yeah. But the whole thing is, conspiracy is, uh, Courtney had something to do with the death. Uh, Billy Corgan might have been involved. Right. Uh, the whole thing, I know, I know like, when, when I've heard it, it was that they think that Courtney Love is the one that... Uh, shot him, and then he didn't commit suicide because, for one, he had a shotgun. Yeah. Yes, people have committed suicide with the shotguns before. They take their shoe off, they use their toe because mm-hmm. it's a, because it's a long gun. Yeah, and they you know put the barrel in their mouth and they use their toe to uh, yeah um, to like pull a trigger, right? But yeah. I think he was also pretty messed up at the time, and they think yeah. it would have been. They're like, well, that takes a little bit of coordination. <laughs> well, and, the other, uh, yeah. There's that assistance. There's also the fact that, like, she could have totally driven him into it. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. You sure. Know? There's the, she didn't do it, but she, she got him to do it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So there's a lot of that. You know it would be really hot, babe? That's <laughs> 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 probably not how it happened, huh? <laughs> Oh, God. Oh, man, I'm really sorry for anyone that, like... Yeah. Quick, quick <laughs> side note on that. Um, <laughs> I saw a great meme of... What if nobody shot JFK and his head just did that? <laughs> like someone told him a riddle so powerful. No. And it just happened to coincide. See, we talked, like, I, I had it as he looked at Jackie and said, Do you want to see something cool? <laughs> I can only do it once. But my buddy had a better explanation. And he said, No. What if Jackie, like, leaned in and whispered the things that she was going to do to him after this motorcade, and that's what did it? <laughs> She's God. just like, you know, after tonight. <laughs> yeah, he, like, there's, he, for tw- he's been begging for the same thing for 20 years, and she's like, you're finally going to get it, Bobby. I mean, whoops, I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Call me Ishmael for all you care. It's like, you do what you promised. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man yeah um back to whatever the fuck um, uh, it was uh the, Courtney Love killing Kurt Cobain maybe yeah well no it was that and then it was whenever um we had talked about the Food Fighters the CDs yes. that I found yes the CDs so that happened oh wow we're, um, we're actually we're, back on track yeah okay. it only took like 20 minutes we're good <laughs> but um so that happened a few years later I'm at a flea market in Taswell. And here, we're going to get into another conspiracy theory with this. Okay. Trust me. But don't ask me why I'm at a flea market in Taswell. I just go with a dude to a thing. Sometimes you just got to, you know, someone's got to, like, drive up and go, get in, we got places to go, and you just yeah. got to get in. Yeah, no, like, when we were going to the White Lightning Festival, there's also... White Lightning! Yeah, another good rock name. Yeah. They were, they were a rock band, right? What was it, White Lightning? Or, like, I think White Lightning was, like, the, uh, the moonshine... Run thing. Oh yeah, yeah. White yeah. White Lightning is moonshine. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Should have known that. Duh. Yeah. So it's a lot of old cars and everything. And I just said Tazzle, but what are the fucking? Um, fucking so, someplace. I don't know. Yeah. So there's a flea market that's like probably about thirty minutes away mm-hmm. from our destination. So we stop in. Um, I find some horribly burned DVDs. Okay. Um, that do not play because my PlayStation Three recognizes. Um, that they are totally burned. Yeah. So, so smart those PS3s are. Yeah. So 
Good thing I only spent $1.50 on three movies. But what I find is a guy who is selling CDs at, I think, a dollar to a pop. Um, in this collection... Are we talking real CDs? We're talking bootlegs no, here. real CDs. Oh, wow. And, like, pristine. Opened pristine. Okay. He's selling these for one to two dollars a piece. And he tells me that. And there's a copy of Jimmy World's Bleed American. Which you bought? Well, I had already I, I already had it. Yeah, but this one's pristine. Mine put it in a case yeah. somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just but like go ahead. And it has other albums that I had lent out to people. By the way, do not lend... Lend albums out? No. We don't have to anymore. It's a digital age. I know. I love Good for us, though, right? No, it's great, uh, because I don't lend my records out either. I just bring my records over, I play my records, and then I go. Yeah, records are literally now, they're literally something you just keep. You never lend them out. If someone wants to listen to something, it's like, fuck you, look it up on YouTube. You can listen to it. Well, that or like, hey, come on, we'll listen to it in here. Yeah, come over and we'll listen to it. Yeah, Like, we'll make dinner. It'll be a whole thing. Yeah. Um... So, yeah, word of the wise, don't lend your fucking CDs out. Mm. But, luckily, I found a lot of these CDs in this thing. And they are CDs that I am having a hard time finding. Um, because they are... They're solid CDs, and the people who have them do not let them go. The fact that I got them, was like, in the first place, was nothing short of a miracle. I'm, I'm starting to feel like maybe this guy had a family member who was a, as a collector who died... <laughs> And that's why you're getting oh, these. Oh, we're getting to that. Oh, okay. So he tells me they're one to two dollars a pop. Uh huh. And this is there's this box probably has about a hundred CDs. Awesome. He's got another box with another hundred. And he says, they're one to two dollars a pop, or if you give me forty bucks right now, they're all yours. What the fuck? So crazy savings. You naturally, I walk away. No, I totally fucking <laughs> buy this shit. What's his name? Crazy Jimmy, and he's got a sale for you. <laughs> yeah, but this dude. I mean, so it's an older dude, mechanic-looking dude, living in Taswell, um, who like it's a small town for you yeah, guys that don't know. Sorry, yeah, living in a small town uh, where this kind of music is not really what people listen to, because it's it's a band called Ash, which we haven't talked about. Look. Any band that I name, you can go look them up, and you'll understand what yeah. I'm talking about. Cool names so far. Cool yeah. names. Um, so you've got Ash. You've got Jimmy Eat World. You've got Sunny Day Real Estate. The Ravenettes. Ryan Adams. Um, Hold on. Did you just slip in Sunny Day Real Estate in there? I, think, I mean... I think we found our first lame band name. N- no. Well, okay, maybe lame band name. <laughs> it sounds like it could be not... like a real realty group. No, absolutely. And I think that's kind of the... The thing, but like they're a great fucking band, or I love them. Oh, I'm least. sure they are. You don't have um, to have a great name to be a great band. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, look at the vibrators. Ooh. Yeah. Um. So, like, all of these bands, um, Imperial Teen, which has a song um, where the lyrics are, um, "He was a troubled teen. He read a magazine. the The prince wants to be a queen. Honestly, this dude does not fit the person." that I think would listen to that. Right. And maybe you're completely wrong, or I feel like you're about to drop the other shoe. Maybe he's got a kid. Maybe this kid's immortalized his CD collection. Maybe he's lived somewhere else. 
and he's just selling them. He's trying to get them out of his house, whatever. Did he never tell you why he was no. selling them? I didn't want to know because the other thought crossed my mind. Which is? Maybe this kid was going through some shit. Maybe transgender. Maybe gay. Something. The dad isn't okay with it. This kid is leading, leading a horrible life. Not Pre, it gets better. Okay, and so he like he kicked him out kind of thing. Selling all or this shit. kid offed himself. Or that. I don't want to know. I don't want that in my head listening to these records. Right. So I take the records and I just I like and I don't know this at first because the like the Imperial Teen stuff like that song has not hit my ears yet. Mm -hmm. But I know some of these bands and I know Sunny Day Real Estate pretty well. Um, and I listen to I start listening to the records or CDs I guess I don't want to confuse anybody. I start listening to the CDs and I start gathering in my head this picture. <laughs> Of what actually happened, and now I'm okay with the fact that I didn't answer, or that I didn't ask. <laughs> okay. Because I don't think I would have liked the answer if I got the real one anyway. Yeah, no, like, no matter what it was, there's no good reason for him to be giving these away. These pristine CDs? At such a cheap price. Yes, yeah. exactly. Maybe he stole them. I, I hope he stole them. I, <laughs> that is the best case scenario in my head. Yeah, it is not that he ever owned these CDs well, I mean, in the first place. That I is guess, not even a possibility. I guess it doesn't. It's probably less likely that he has like I don't know, but maybe that he has a brother who is very much unlike him that had all these CDs, yeah. and that was an older fellow, and he just passed naturally. Okay, there we go. I'll, you want? You want to use? That I want to be able to sleep at night. Yeah, that's we'll there's one for the old head cannon. There we so, go. Hey, that's reality now. But that's yeah, it. so. That's how I found a lot of my music, was finding really good deals like that, or free shit, mm -hmm. and listening to it. Um, the thing that I'm doing now that I'm finding, um, there are two things that work for me. One is a complete uh, happenstance deal, um, and this is if you want to step outside like Pandora and Spotify and stuff like that. Okay. Um because at least with Pandora, they codify your tastes. And it takes they, a while, though. Well, yes, but they also don't give you... Uh, the catalog sucks on Pandora. Like, my tastes are all over the place anyways. Yeah. But I tend to like something that is either kind of feels kind of powerful or mostly, and I've noticed this... This is one thing I can actually kind of gauge about myself musically. Yeah. I like things that are funky. Like, and I don't mean like the funk, like right, you right, know, right. the genre of music known as the funk. I just mean whatever genre of music it is, the more funkier versions of it, that's what I like. Yeah, the odder things that aren't, yeah. And um, I don't mean like weird either. I actually mean like like rhythmically kind of funky, you know? Yeah, like, yeah. I, 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 I can see what you I mean. I guess what I mean is like the kind of songs that can make it into movies. Okay, and I don't yeah. mean just like any movies, like shitty rom coms and stuff. No, no, no. you like, want you want the cool, you want the Baby Driver, <laughs> yeah. yeah, like Baby Driver, other stuff too. But like, yeah, but yeah. So um, my thing is, so you've you've already got some some groups and bands that you like. I um, yeah, yeah, it's little stuff here and there. I think it's mostly more like songs that I like more yeah. than bands that I like. But yeah, okay. If they've got a video, look it up on YouTube and just let it go. Just see where it takes me. YouTube has. Autoplay, and sometimes, and sometimes you can just walk away. Mm -hmm. That's the other thing. You can totally just walk away 
and just let YouTube go on for a little too long and you'll find something. Yeah, yeah. Um, that's how I found out about Big Data. Dangerous. That song. Yeah, I know that song. Yeah. Um, I saw the video for it first. And that vid- yeah. yeah, that video is bonkers, dude. Yeah, I saw it. Yeah. So I saw that and I was like, this is amazing. Um, another thing is Wikipedia articles. Um, look up whoever it is that you like. Yes. Okay. And you'll see like some of the other stuff that they've been associated with, maybe some other people who have come in and done things, and then you see those names and you go, okay, cool. What I always do, I go through the discography. I find the band that I, like, I, the band that I find, I look them up on Wikipedia, I go, like, I click on the discography, takes me down to the discography, and I listen to those albums back to back of like chronological order when things came out to see what I think. Okay. That's another thing. Another thing, music map, musicmap.com, I think, or just Google music map. Um, what it will do is you go to the site, you type in the name of your thing, you hit enter and it throws a bunch of names on the screen. Just throws them right at you. The guy that you're, the guy, girl, artist, band, you're looking up right in the middle. It's like a web. Yeah. Okay. Not, well, it's, they're all just floating. They're all just around. Yeah. Okay, got it. Um, and so just look for them, and the closer they are to that name, mm-hmm. the closer they are to the artist as far as like their sound and everything else. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. And then the farther they are away, of course, the farther. Yeah, um, you're starting to get off on it. Yeah, which is cool because then you can like go over, you can start in the center and work your way upper right-hand corner, and maybe you find something there, or maybe you really don't like that, so you go to the lower left corner, and it's totally your thing. Totally different, okay. And then you look up that name, and it brings up the other ones, and you've already been in the upper right-hand corner for that one, for the most part, because you were in the lower left-hand corner for the last part, so some of those names might mix in together, so just branch off into other things. And then, yeah, like, finding music for me is work, but it's fun work. Yeah, and then you get the payoff of put it all in a motherfucking playlist and enjoy. Yeah, and then when someone, like, when you say you don't like a band and someone's like, well, have you heard it? Have you heard their stuff? And yeah. Yes, I have. I have. That's why I don't They're like, like them. But did you listen to every single album before you decided you didn't like them? Listen, you nerd. Just because you love them. <laughs> and and that's the thing. Um, I'll, I'll go with this right now. Um, I hate the term selling out. Being successful is not selling out. It's when you change your entire thing. Um, and there are a lot of bands that are doing that right now. Uh, Panic at the Disco has strayed pretty far. For a band that I absolutely love because of how different they were in each mm-hmm. album, this last album really disappointed me. I guess my question is, how do you gauge the difference between a band that is evolving and a band that is selling out? You don't. You don't? That's why I abhor the term selling out. Okay. Because like um, sometimes maybe they're like, this is where we wanted to go. Yes. And other times exactly. it's like, no, no, no. Give me the money. Give me all the money, money, money. No, absolutely. And the thing is, I mean, it's hard to kind of discern. And that's why I don't like calling a band out for like selling out. I will because there's no other way to put it because you start hearing. I think it starts devolving the second that into selling out the second that you know you've heard that song before 
but you haven't. You heard a song from somebody else, and they're you've heard two songs from two different bands, and they're the same song. Okay. And then you heard those same two songs three more times in a block on the radio. Yeah, so you're, they're starting to lose their sound, is what you're saying. Yes. Okay. Um, Maybe that's it. Maybe it's when they lose their sound versus when their sound changes. Yeah. And like it's like if you start to sound like everyone else versus if you just don't sound the way you used to sound. Yeah. Um, I won't say that uh, Panic at the Disco sold out. Uh, I think they've always been going towards pop in some way. Um, I can see that. I just don't like the direction it's going, so I kind of have to divorce it. Um, Give the, it its papers. Yeah. Like, the first album's great, and it's very innovative. The problem with innovation is, and that's where you have to be, you can't, don't be an elitist. You like what you like. Mm -hmm. And don't fucking call anybody else out for liking what they like. They're allowed to like what they like. Um, but... You can still make fun of it, but at the same time, yeah. you gotta realize that, Do like, not give the fans shit. It's an opinion. You're not right. Yeah. <laughs> um... With Panic at the Disco, it was innovative, but the problem with innovation is the fact that innovation breeds copycats. And then it becomes oversaturated. Which is why I give props to Panic at the Disco for their second album. Not a lot of people know this, and a lot of people hate that second album. First album was The Fever You Can't Sweat Out. It had I Write Sins, Not Tragedies. I chime in with the haven't you people ever, ever heard of. of. Yeah. Um, the next one is pretty odd. Which is where Nine in the Afternoon uh, came out. Which is a fucking Beatles... It's the best Beatles songs that the, that the Beatles never wrote. Um, so it was a complete departure from what they were doing before. Almost. Yes. And a lot of people didn't like it. I loved it, and then I loved it more when I found the story behind it. Their second album was 80% done. Uh-huh. And they scrapped it. They just didn't like it? They thought that it sounded too much like the first album and didn't want to pigeonhole themselves. So okay. what do they do with an album that's 80% fucking done? Fuck. Toss it out, retire to a cabin for six months because you can do that. Because you have money. <laughs> and write songs that make you happy, come back and record those songs, and that's how Pretty Odd's born. And it's such a departure, and it's wonderful. And I love them for it. I mean, it's nice that they got to, you know, stick to their guns and that they realized that they weren't like, hey, this is, we're not really enjoying this one. Like, yeah. It just sounds the same. What the fuck are we doing? And Exactly. It's, and they caught it early. I mean, second album? That's no. Early. Yeah, it's it's insane. And that's that was one of the things that I, I couldn't believe was like, how great, like, how well adjusted is this band that you can ground yourself to go, no, this sounds too much like the first one. Hmm. We need to we need to do something different. You know, like when you like when you have the ultimate question of do we sound like are we not evolving? And then to be able to answer that honestly and go, No, we're not. We need to. Yeah. Especially so, for them to catch it that early in their career. Yeah, yeah. Well I, I think we've gone through a lot here. We've learned a little bit. Yes. Um there's definitely Plenty more to go. We're going to need a part two, for sure. No, absolutely. I'm totally down for a part two. Part two. We're going to do a part two then at some point. But yes. for now, thank you guys for listening. This has been Tweester. Cole. 
and we will catch you guys next time. We love you.